Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. Going on. 
If you guys want to get in, involved tonight in the conversation, the call-in number is 347-637-3978. Again, that's area code 347-637-3978. Again, my name is Dr. Ray. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Ray T. You can find uh, my office, which is Frontier Spine and Healthcare, um, on the web at 353heal.com. And uh, actually, I'm going to have a new website coming pretty soon as well, too, which I'll tell you guys all about. Um, I'm sure coming up in one of the shows here <clears throat> within the coming weeks. Um, I do want to talk to you guys tonight, actually, about something awesome. If you are listening out there and you have kids, um, pay close attention right now because we're going to talk a little bit tonight. We actually have a special guest uh, tonight on the show who I'm really excited about. Um, we're going to have Jessica Castillo on the show tonight, and she is the owner and founder of Light Up Learning. And uh, Light Up Learning is the only nonprofit community-based learning center that offers educational therapy in Miami-Dade County. So they are the only ones doing educational therapy. If you don't know what educational therapy is, well, that's what Jesse's here to tell us all about. So they offer one-to-one educational therapy, tutoring twists, and, home, and homeschooling, as well as SAT prep classes, formal evaluations and consulting, um, and all that. So first I want to introduce Manny, and then we're going to bring mm-hmm. Jesse right onto the show. So um, again, my main man, without much more ado, Mr. Manuel T. the III, the commissioner of ISPS softball. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. How, how are you, brother? Never better. You know, I love talking to you on a Thursday night, getting some good information out to the masses there, and uh, whoever's tuned into the show is in for a good one tonight. What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. Um, dude, I'm really excited about tonight's show. We got a special guest. Um, we got college football playoffs. I'm excited about learning a little bit more about that system and how that's going to work. I'm, I'm sure you are, too. Uh, UMFSU coming up November 15th, uh, and I play against Dr. Ray this week in, in the Fantasy Football League, so uh, get ready to have a, a pretty bad week on your end in Fantasy Football, Dr. Ray. <laughs> we'll see about all that. We'll, we'll break down those matchups, and we'll talk about all those matchups in a little bit. Uh, but right now, why don't we go ahead and why don't we bring on our uh, our special guest for the night, and um, let's get into it a little bit. Um, I want to go ahead and welcome in uh, Jessica Castillo from the Light Up Learning Center. Jesse, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. Glad to hear you're doing well as well. Definitely, it's a it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Um, and you know, we have a we have a lot of uh, a lot of softball players listening in. Um, and a lot of softball players out there nowadays, you know, it's a little bit of a getaway for them, and they've got kids at home. Um, so it's a great audience for you to, to to educate us all about educational therapy. Well, I'm always glad to educate whoever would like to listen and learn more about what it is that I do. Excellent. So um, why, don't you, why don't you start off by telling us exactly what educational therapy is? Educational therapy is absolutely out-of-this-world fantastic. Um, my daughter was diagnosed quite some time ago with multiple learning needs, and it ranged from attention deficit to dyslexia and others. And a lot of the services that are out there today are either very targeted, like something like speech therapy, or they're very superficial, so they treat symptoms and not underlying causes. And so I discovered um, an organization called National Institute for Learning Development, and they developed a 
um, a therapy that addresses at a at a thinking level cognitively the structures in the brain that allow people to process information, work with it, and then basically spit it back out. So when kids are struggling with learning needs, we actually go to the root of the problem, help them to build up weak muscles, if you were, in the brain, strengthen them, and then get them back out on, on the at school or back to life being able to function pretty much independently. All right, that is that is awesome. Um, I saw, I remember I saw a presentation of yours one time, and I really thought that that educational thing that could benefit not only children but all kinds of people, uh, myself included. Uh, I thought it was amazing that you did, you know, what you did there. Um, and you had your daughter, of course, and and the fact that she, you know she was a student of yours was was obvious because she was just amazing at what you had her doing there. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about? You know, I guess the difference between, you know, people out there are probably listening, oh, educational therapy, it sounds a lot like tutoring. Um, What would you say is the difference between, uh, you know, tutoring or homework help and educational therapy? Okay. Well, tutoring and homework help is pretty much literally going through the work, uh, directly instructing or teaching what the next steps are. And it's, again, really treating, uh, you know, things that are up on on the surface. It's not really targeting why or how somebody learns. So if, for instance, you have a student that doesn't have a learning disability, um, what, you're, what you're, you're treating is something that's just, you know, content. It's just the material. It's just going through like something new, kind of like learning how to pitch better. Um, you can have an instructor teach you how to pitch a ball, and with repeated practice, you're going to get better at it and you're going to improve. But let's say that uh, you've got, uh, a weak muscle um, that had experienced some sort of trauma. Before you start engaging in practice, you really have to strengthen that muscle because no amount of practice is going to fix that weakened muscle. Um, educational therapy is like that. We treat the weakened muscles rather than just doing professional instruction of a skill. Okay. That makes How does a lot that sound? Of- yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, there's a lot of mechanism behind learning, behind memory, and those things. And when you get down to that level, which is what it sounds like educational therapy does, I think it can definitely be more therapeutic than just kind of going through the motions. And you know, a lot of times when it comes down to tutoring or homework help, it's not really helping kids think. It's almost kind of you know doing the work for them type of thing, but just making sure that they write things down. So. You know that sounds that sounds excellent to me, and something that could be very very beneficial. Um, what kinds of what kinds of uh, you know I guess what what kinds of learning needs or what kinds of special populations do you think benefit the most from educational therapy? Um, you know what kind of what, what's your ideal student? Well, I guess I mean the range is very it's you know quite large, um, probably. Um, Attention deficit would be the the primary sector. Secondarily to that would probably be those who struggle to read um, for for different reasons. And these are not kids who, you know, may read a little bit slower or may have some difficulty with vocabulary, but it's kids who um, you you work with them and work with them and teach them and teach them and they just don't seem to move forward. Um, Typically they're diagnosed with, you know, different kinds of reading disorders, uh, the same thing applies to math. There are kids who have something that's called dyscalculia, which is just basically 
kind of like dyslexia for those who, um, who, who, you know, who struggle with math. could be everything from not being able to visually kind of handle numbers to just not being able to understand abstract concepts. Um, but they really, they go, it goes beyond the average learning curve. It's the kids that you've worked with and worked with and tutored and tutored, and they're just not really moving. And usually in that case, they've got some underlying reasons for why they're not moving forward. And that's where we step in. And um, like I said, you know, everything from reading to math to writing, um, you know, everything from attention deficit to some kids who have autism that are a little more high-functioning, that need not only cognitive help, but they also need uh, behavioral uh, modifications and they need um, emotional support. We do a little bit of everything. All right, that's excellent. Um, It definitely sounds like you do a little bit of everything. Um, So now that we know that who educational therapy is appropriate for, um, you know, what, what kinds of things does it do for students that actually have learning needs and what types of things can parents see um, in their in their kids as they're going through educational therapy. Right. Well, I definitely, I mean, the thing that I'm most proud of um, and what was best for me and my kid is that once they start, their confidence level just absolutely takes off. And, you know, there's so much research out there about motivating children and getting them emotionally involved in their learning and taking ownership. And uh, a lot of times when you're doing uh, superficial things, you don't really connect and they don't really take any ownership. They're just kind of following direction. And um, in all of our programs, because we're really wanting to engage them at the thinking, um, it immediately it, it targets that motivation and their confidence just really just soars. And um, they become active participants in the process. And And then, of course, secondary to that is that they start making small successes and over time, that success starts to be um, greater and greater to the point that they start wanting to initiate things, you know, start things themselves, uh, do things themselves. And between the confidence boost and then the competence that comes from the, you know, the, the weakening muscles that are getting stronger, confidence helps, the motivation goes up, they start getting better at the work, they start seeing the success, pretty soon they're taking the challenges themselves. And then before you know it, they, they're, they're done, we graduate them, and they're ready to go to the next level and not depend on a tutor, um, do things for themselves, and be those independent learners that we're trying to, you know, create for our communities and uh, in our schools. Wow, that's, that's excellent right there, Jesse. And, and I think that's huge. You know, for kids, confidence is such a big deal and self-esteem and you know, kids are, I mean, let's just, let's get it out there. Kids are mean, uh, you know, so anything, <laughs> anything that a child can find to pick on another child for, they pretty much will, you know, and it's they don't true. have any filters. And, you know, so learning is something that kids can be sensitive about. And, you know, I've seen it myself and, and Absolutely. you know, something that I recall. And so the fact that, you you know, giving them more confidence and that self-esteem I think is huge and the fact that, they can accomplish challenges instead of always being beaten down by them, I think is, is very, very important. So uh, it's that's absolutely actually, key. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, what, uh, how long would you say that treatment takes and, you know, are there any other benefits that it provides? Well, um, 
the treatment varies according to the need and of course the progress that that is made but pretty generally we say anywhere from 2 to 3 years is um about the time that it takes it is a long term process um because we're working you know the underlying needs um but once that's fixed um and i you know when i say fixed it's so amazing but you know neurologically speaking medically speaking the brain actually creates new connections so there's physical changes that happen not only uh, skill sets that are changed and strategies, but I mean, we, we can see through MRIs and stuff like that actual physical growth in the brain. So the long treatment time um, builds long term results, lasting results, things that endure. And here at the office, we like to say, you know, that, that we what we're working towards is to not have them come back. Uh, we want to be able to fix the problem need to come here anymore and so with every program that we offer here even the test preparation um, nothing that we do is focused on short-term gains everything is aimed at permanent long-term results that is that is excellent and i think that's what it should be about you know in my practice that's really what i'm about as well too and and it's not about just treating the symptoms it's about getting to the underlying causes and correcting those, and that's really what leads to the long-term effects. So, you know, I definitely applaud you, Jesse, for everything that you've been doing. And, uh, you know, anytime I see kids in my office that seem to be having issues with learning disabilities or attention deficit disorder, not only do I make dietary recommendations for them and think that adjusting helps out, but in addition, this is something that can really take the problems that they're dealing with on an everyday basis and really help get to the bottom of that as well, too. So I think what you're doing is great. Um, you know, Manny, Thank do you have any do you have any uh, questions for for Jesse at all? I know you have a little one yeah, coming up. Oh. Of course, man. I'm I'm really interested in. I got two questions myself. Um, awesome. Like what what type of uh, activities and what type of like um, I guess little projects do you give them? And, and also, from what age to what age do you guys uh, work with? Great questions. Um, we work, which is kind of cool, from kindergarten all the way up. I've had students that are in their 30s. Um, they're not the norm, but um, I would say our average is somewhere in between first grade and, like, ninth grade, although we do have a few juniors and seniors um, in high school, and we have one college student that comes in. So it's it's kind of cool that we get to apply what it is that we do to a great variety of uh, not only ages but also needs. And then techniques, we use about 26 different techniques that are um, part of the educational therapy program, and they are prescriptive. So in other words, kind of like a doctor will give you a, a, you know, like Ray might give you a supplement that's targeted to your need, we literally work through um, their evaluations and what the psychiatrist or the neurologist has found, and we prescribe techniques that are appropriate for those weaknesses. So um, it's it's amazing. Uh, we do everything from something that we call buzzer, which is uh, it's using the Morse code and a little sound tool to uh, help them listen to special sounds and then put them together into units, to reading, but also help them with auditory issues and processing issues. Um, we do other things like something called rhythmic writing, which is literally helping to integrate different hemispheres of the brain for more efficient thinking. But when they're doing it, 
they're writing on the board, they're doing targeted projects, and they're learning how to write in cursive. And so for them, it's really fun and engaging and challenging. And all the while, we're really targeting what the brain is doing, but they think they're having fun learning how to write and draw cool drawings. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. You're tricking them into learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, they, they often come in and say things like, you know, when are we going to start playing? <laughs> Definitely. That's amazing. Manny, did you have any other questions for Jesse at all? No, man. I, I just, you know, I I really uh, appreciate everything that she does, man. I, I know it's a, it's a really difficult and um, tedious profession that she's in um i personally have a a cousin uh, i believe she she lives in washington state and uh she has down syndrome she's a, a little younger than me um her parents were actually a, a little bit older when they had her and uh but she i remember she took some occupational therapy classes. They taught her everything, you know, from reading and writing all the way up to, like, folding her clothes and, and mm-hmm. you know, washing dishes and, and, and everything. And they really set you, set them up for for life, you know. So, you know, one day mom and dad exactly. are not going to be there, and, and, and they might be on their own. And, you know, somebody's got to teach them and teach them the right way. And, and exactly. it's, it's difficult, man. It's real difficult, man. It's not easy. It is. It's really not easy. No, when you, when you want to really make lasting results, it is hard work. Um, but that's what makes it so fulfilling, too, because, um, you know, as our company's name, Light Up Learning, when you see them light up, there's nothing like it. Um, you get hooked to, to seeing that happen, to sharing the joy with them to seeing the frustration get less and less um and and it's just it's contagious. Yeah, that's excellent, Jesse. And uh you know, I want to I want to thank you for uh coming on the show tonight and telling us all about Light Up Learning and also I want to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners also, you know, where can they find you and do you have any events coming up? Is there anything else that you do in the community they can look out for to get involved with you at all? You know, tell us um, you know, about all your social media stuff and all that and uh you know, and then we'll go ahead and thank you for coming on the show. Awesome. Um, we are on the web at lightuplearning.com. Um, we're also right on the corner of Miller, which is Southwest 56th Street and 93rd Avenue, across from the uh, Florida Department of Learning. Um, and then we uh, have a Twitter feed. We have a Facebook feed. And uh, pretty soon we're going to have some others that are going to be added on just like you um working up the social media and the the web. And um, we are going to have two presentations coming up that I'm really excited about on November 9th, which is this coming Sunday. And November 22nd, I'm on a panel of speakers. Um, This Sunday, we're going to be at the West Kendall Regional Library speaking on the Common Core, which is our newest form of uh, curriculum for Dade County students and how that impacts their learning. And... um, and that's really, it's really important for, you know, parents to be aware of the whys and the hows and the whos involved with probably the most important job that their kids are going to have in their early life. And it's a great panel and it's going to be a great discussion. And then I think on the 22nd, we're going to be at the United Way building um, a little further east. And that's on our website. Um, if anybody likes, would like to, you know, find out more about those events, they're listed on our webpage. 
Excellent. Yeah, I'm actually checking out lightuplearning.com right now, and she's got it all right there, right on the front page, and you know, it talks about a lot of the stuff that we that Jesse's told us about here on the show. So, you know, if you guys have questions and and you know you're listening to the show on archive, go ahead and check out uh, lightuplearning.com. Um, you know, follow the Twitter feed, follow their Facebook page, and uh, you know, get involved. You know, if you if you have kids or you're thinking about having kids. Um, it's definitely a good thing to know about because not many people are aware of educational therapy, especially since Light Up Learning is the only one here in Miami-Dade County. Um, so, again, very happy to have you on the show, Jesse. want to thank you for coming on, and um, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you, Ray, and thanks, Manny. It was nice meeting you. Have a great night, guys. Likewise, okay, you too. Take care. Thank you. All right, excellent. So that was great, great stuff right there from Jesse Castillo from the Light Up Learning Center. Um, awesome stuff, Manny. Um, I've known Jesse now for for a few months, and, you know, she just continues to wow me with what, what it is that she does with her kids and all that stuff, and it's just awesome. You should have seen the presentation. She had, she had her daughter doing uh, circle eights on a whiteboard and giving her math questions and making her reverse the, the, the figure eights and I was like, man, I, I can't even think that fast. I don't know what the heck is going on here. It was just, it was awesome. So definitely good wow. stuff there from the Light Up Learning Center. Awesome, man. Awesome. Really yeah, cool sir, stuff, so, Dr. Ray. 100%, my man. You know, we only bring the best here on the show. So let's go ahead and, and let's let's break it down, my man. We got a big week this week coming up with uh, with our fantasy football <laughs> week this week. Um it looks like you and I are on the are on the roster this week playing against each other here. So, uh, what do you think, my man? I dropped a close one last week. I, I actually, I'm sorry, I won last week um, to get me to keep me in this thing. Um, my record right now is at four and five. It's not it's not amazing, um, but I am I am right now in the sixth spot, which puts me in the playoffs. So you know, it's all about just getting into the playoffs here. And you're sitting right there at seven, my man. So. You got to make a move this week to get in. You know, it's getting close down to being elimination time. So, uh, what do you think? Are you going to pull it off this week or what? Man, I hope so, Doctor Ray. I, I I don't know what's going on. I, I've um, dude, I've lost three straight games, man. What's going on? And I I think it's it's karma, bro. Karma. Me making fun of Tony the bus driver. I lost to Tony the bus driver. Then. I was making fun of Tony for losing to both girls. I went ahead and lost to a girl. What's going on, Dr. Ray, man? <laughs> hey, man, that's that's what happens right there. You know what I mean? You you might have called it. It could be karma, man. But, um, hey, either way, it looks like it's going to be a good matchup this week. Let's take a look at it and let's see what we got going on here. Um, it looks like right now, oh, man, you got a couple guys on by this week. Um a but couple. I got like, almost almost my whole my whole squad is is uh is on buys. Yeah, that's how I was last week, man. I had a rough week on buy last week. I knew week nine was going to kill me, but this week I'm in uh, pretty good shape. I've got uh I'm actually projected at 130 points this week, and I don't have a tight end there yet. Uh, a tight end in there yet? You're at 97 points, and you are missing a wide receiver and a kicker. So. I yeah, know, I just uh, I just updated it. So please please refresh. I have just oh, updated okay. my lineup. Let's go ahead and let's refresh that, my man. Let's refresh. 
Let's see what we got going on here. Oh, projected to get to a 123. Okay, here we go. Hey, now you're making it. Now you're making it a game. That's what I like to see. I'm gonna have to go pick up. I'm gonna have to go get myself a little tight end on waivers and uh, see what I can do here. I actually just picked up Jordan Reed last week, and uh, now he is uh, looks like out. They have a um, a bye this week. The Redskins. So it looks like I'm not gonna be. Uh, not going to be doing too well there with that brand new pickup from last week. But I'm going to have to grab somebody else again. And let's see who we got now. I did want to talk a little bit about pickups because I told everybody last week, go out there. So far, I've been pretty on point with my pickups. I told everybody to go get um, <clears throat> Martavis Bryant last week. And then, uh, oh, Big Ben didn't do anything but, you know, throw him two touchdowns and two touchdowns out of six touchdowns. And guess who started Big Ben Roethlisberger last week, by the way, Manny? No, I wonder who. Oh, that was me. Hey, that's right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so things, have, things have been improving. Things are looking up a little bit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick up my man, Owen Daniels, here. Um, Owen Daniels is a, is a pretty pretty stubby tight end. I'm surprised that he's um, – that he's still out there on waivers. But he did have that knee scope. He came back last week, and he had a pretty good game. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but Martavis Bryant had a great week for me last week along with Big Ben. He got me 19.7 points, um, and he's only playing about 50% of the snaps. So, I mean, that guy is hes out there doing well, and, and he came through on my bye weeks. He actually won me a couple of leagues because uh, my bye weeks, I knew week nine was going to be the worst week for me, and I – I survived a lot of them, um, so I'm pretty happy about that right there. Um, definitely, definitely happy about that. So, you know, fantasy football, it looks like it's, it's going well. I'm happy with the league so far. We've got a lot of, you know, trash talk going on in the smack talk section. Uh, we got a lot of it, – it's a close league still. I mean, first place is 6-3, and three, second in place is 5-4, and four, and third place is 4-5, and five, you know. So we only have – we only have uh, a ninth place and a tenth place, really, because Shelly is at a three and six record, and the Volcano Princess, who's now dropped three in a row, is down to two and seven. So, you know, the, the league still is is very close right there. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the league, and and everybody's getting involved with the trash talk and everything. It's it's been a lot of fun so far. So, definitely, definitely very cool uh, with the fantasy football league. But we got so much to talk about on the show tonight that we can't spend that much time hey, doc, on fantasy football. Dr. Ray, up, before man? you go on to your next segment, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Joe Sean Acosta-Torres. Uh, he's listening in from, uh, I believe, Cape Coral, Florida. So uh, give a shout-out to Joe Sean Acosta-Torres. All right, nice. Thanks for listening in, Joe Sean. We appreciate it. Anything you want to talk about, my man, you're more than welcome to call into the show. Again, the guest call-in number. If you guys have any questions, you know, for Jesse, uh, you can always get find her, as she mentioned, on Twitter and Facebook and those things, and go to lightuplearning.com. Any questions for Manny or myself, um, any health questions that you have, you're more than welcome. If you're thinking about a supplement, if you have an ache or a pain, you don't know what it is, you guys call in, tweet me, whatever you want to do. You can call in at 347-637-3978. You can tweet us at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO. You can tweet using hashtag the hot corner and we'll check it out and we'll get you on the show. And, uh, again, anything you guys want, it's up to you. So 
you know, tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the medical marijuana thing. Let's go ahead and get into that. Um, you know, I think that's where I want to go next here. So, you know, there was there was a lot of a lot of hoopla about the November second ballot and Amendment Number Two and everything that was going on with you know the, the the elections down here in Florida and medical marijuana for the first time was on the ballot and it needed a 60% vote um, to go ahead and get passed to allow medical marijuana here in the state of Florida. And now, now I got a I got a question on that. Why why 60%? Did they say why it was 60% and not 51%? Well, sometimes when it comes to these types of things, it's not just a majority that they're looking for, but actually what's called a supermajority. And because it is kind of a big deal, it's not, you know, it's it is a drug and so on and so forth are classified as one. Um, I guess they needed that super majority to go ahead and pass through. It could be something that is, you know, just building. I, I, this is something that I believe is eventually going to going to pass. Um, I think that they may be waiting for the right time. I think that there may be some monetary, um, I guess, gain here that, that maybe it wasn't the right timing. I think these things all come down to the right timing. Um, but more and more and every day, there seem to be people that are doing better um, with medical marijuana. There's more studies coming out. And I think that that's really what it's all about. I think that, you know, more research needs to be done, more studies need to be done. You know, right now most of the stats are, you know, unfortunately people who don't use med med uh, marijuana medically but use it recreationally and say, oh, you know, nothing ever happens when you, you know, when you smoke pot and nobody's ever you know, gone out and been a drunk driver, had all these problems or whatever the case is, you know, and, and what we really need is is more medical research to prove that it is effective and to prove that it, it is not harmful. Um, and, of course, you know, most of the time when we're talking about medical marijuana, it's not actually in the form of, of actually smoking the marijuana. Um, in some cases it is, but for the most part it's, it's actually using the, the cannabis oil um, and the cannabis oil, like most botanicals, they affect different receptors in the body and so on and so forth. And, you know, they, they actually have a, a, a great deal of change that they, can, that they can make within the body. And the difference between botanicals and, and drugs, for example, is that botanicals actually enhance the structure. And, and they work on different binding sites than, than drugs do. And that's something that's very important because... The drugs, once you eliminate the drug, the receptors become, uh, well, they multiply and they, they begin to grow. So let's say you put a drug into the body. The receptors that, that basically work with these drugs start to develop an affinity for these drugs and they want the drug. And as you put more drugs in over more time, the drug then starts to create more of a want from, from those cells. And those cells then start to develop what's called a tolerance because more receptors mean that the drug gets used up faster, and therefore the effect lasts for a shorter amount of time. Now, the difference between drugs and botanicals is that botanicals, they affect different types of receptors and different receptor sites, and, and usually it's a multifaceted approach, um, and so it's harder to build tolerance, and as a result, it's also harder to have those withdrawal feelings afterwards. So in my opinion, I think that using botanicals is much better than using drugs in most cases, since most botanicals and most drugs are actually based off of botanicals. So, for example, alkaloid drugs such as morphine, cocaine, codeine, these, these types of drugs are all 
developed off of botanical counterparts. And, you know, those botanical counterparts can still be very, very effective. So, you know, it, it'll, like I said, there's a lot of money to be made out there when it comes to healthcare and when it comes to a new treatment especially and all these different things that we're seeing now that are going on. So, you know, maybe it just wasn't the right time. It is something that I believe in time will end up being passed. I believe that it is something that can be beneficial. Um, you know, and, and I'm interested to see who's going to have prescription rights and, and how that's all going to happen and, you know, what's going to go on actually with medical marijuana in the future. But, you know, for right now, all we can do is say, listen, if you wanted medical marijuana and you didn't vote, all we can do is say you got to get out there and you got to vote and, you, you know, you have to make a difference. I think I saw a stat that said something like 40% of voters in Miami-Dade didn't get out there and actually vote. That definitely could have had a, had a big difference in, in, you know, a lot of things. Um, I, you know, I don't like to talk about politics on the show, um, but, you know, there definitely could have been some different outcomes if some people would have got out there and, and you know, exercised their right to vote and made a difference. And, you know, so, listen, if you're happy, exactly. then, then I'm happy for you. If, you. if you're not happy then and you didn't vote, then, you know, get out there and, and play your part, you know, and, and I think that's what we need to realize from all this is that, Everybody has a voice, and it's only one voice, but when you add up a lot of those ones, it equals a lot, and a 3% difference is not that big. I mean, that could be a hanging chad, you know, take it back to the elections from back in the days where we needed recounts in Florida and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I just think that the, the main takeaway point here is that if you're disappointed, you should have voted, and if you did vote, then, hey, encourage other people to vote. If you didn't vote, man, get off your butt and go vote next time. Ask for an absentee ballot. You know, that that's what I do. I don't have time to go out to the polls and stay oh, yeah. in lines and do these things. So I just get an absentee ballot every year, and I mail it in. I mailed my vote in three weeks ago. You know, so uh, that's always another option. But uh, anyway, what's your opinion on the whole thing, maybe? No, I, I totally agree with you, Dr. Ray. Listen, if you're upset and you did not vote, then be upset with yourself, brother, because if you didn't vote, whether you were for it or against it, you don't vote, that's a, that's a vote against your your cause or your your opinion. You don't count your vote, so that's, that's two votes against you. Yours and the person who voted for it or against it was the opposite of whatever you wanted to vote for. So, you know, instead of canceling that other person's vote out, you actually give them two because you're not voting, and then they have one. So now we need two just to catch up. Um, you know, things like that. And, and and not only on medical marijuana, you know, on any issue, guys, we're in America, okay? You have to take advantage that we are in America and we have the right to vote. We could change the world if we wanted to, and we don't have to do it forcefully we don't have to do it barbarically we could do it with pen and paper by voting and if you really want something to to come to to fruition and to come to light then you're going to have to vote for it and you're going to have to sacrifice you know maybe you know sacrifice one afternoon and go vote man it's it's your it's your right as an american man i, I think I think that's one of the rights that a lot of people don't take advantage of, man, and, and it's really sad. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I think it's important to 
you know, not only to vote, but to also to make an educated vote. You know, you don't want to just go in there and start filling in Christmas tree bubbles and those things. You know, you want to know what you're voting for, why you're voting for, and, and, and just make sure that you're educated on those things. Um, and I think that's the whole takeaway point. So, you know, again, as Manny said, if you didn't vote and you're not happy with what happened, you know, just be upset with yourself more than anything and, and take it as a lesson and get out there and uh, make sure that you vote next time because, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are affected by these votes. And, you know, and, and like I said, at this point is that there's a lot of people that are going to be going to be denied something that may be helpful for them at this point. So, you know, again, let's let's just do our parts, each one, each person individually, and, and that's all we can do. Um, so let's go ahead and, and let's move on from there a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk and I wanted to spend some time on the college football breakdown. Um, Manny, what, I know you're, you're not a huge, huge college football fan like I am, um, but what have you been what are you talking hearing about? about? Oh, no. Oh, that's right. I'm not a college football fan. I'm a University of Miami Hurricanes football fan. That's the only type of football I like, brother. Yeah, exactly. See, see you're not so you're not a big college football. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't want to start that fight. <laughs> uh, we're, we're in Miami. Uh, so, you know, I'm a no, um, but, you know, I appreciate the Hurricanes, man. They, they had amazing teams. It's my, it's my favorite rivalry, FSU versus UM. You know, so just hey, talking man. about talking wait. about that rivalry. Are are you going to be at the game November fifteenth? Yes, sir. I will be there. I will be at the game November fifteenth. Nice. Um, and I will be wearing a, a hopefully a brand new number five FSU jersey. Nice, man. Well, I will hopefully see you at the game because. Um, well, it's it's kind of bittersweet. I'm I'm going to the game because of uh because of Mario, because of my brother. They're they're honoring some fallen soldiers at that specific game and they've invited my family and I will be I will be there. I will be at the game um at that specific game which should be prime time and should be it should be a great great game and and I believe um is Miami favored? Um, now I think you're, you're – I, do you have a prescription for medical marijuana? Is that, is that what's going on? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think there's a line yet because we have a game this weekend um, still. Um, I know FSU plays Virginia. I'm not exactly sure who Miami's playing this weekend, uh, but we still got another week. We got we got another, uh, another few days. It's actually on the 15th, so we got 10 days until we get to uh, – until we get to the FSU-Miami game there. So I'm definitely excited about that. But, you know, what I've been hearing, and, and I listen to a lot of talk radio because I do a lot of driving, and, you know, the, the ESPN networks, um, they have a few other networks that are involved with them, but there's a lot of SEC uh, talk now these days. And, you know, there's some, some people saying that the SEC, well, pretty much everybody can agree that there's a lot of really good teams in the SEC conference. Um, you know, there's that, that no question about that. Um, I think the part that I'm, you know, I, I just got to get a couple things off my chest. You know, I mean, I think that as an FSU fan, FSU has won at this point 24 games in a row. What team in what other conference, any conference in America, has won 24 games in a row? 
You know, I, I can't think of any right now. Marshall is undefeated this year. They're the only other team at this point that's undefeated. All right, so there's only two teams undefeated. One of them is in the Power Five Conference, which is the ACC. All right, so, yeah, the ACC is not the strongest, most powerful conference out there, but we've got some pretty good teams in there. You know, there's – and inside the conference, there's always rivalry, and anything can happen in rivalry games. You know, look at Florida and Georgia. Georgia has been – on fire. Florida has been probably one of the worst teams, not only in the SEC, but in all of college football over the past, I'd say, year, past season and a half. You know, so the SEC bottom dweller can go ahead and beat up on, you know, the favorite to win the SEC East, and all of a sudden, oh, Florida's back, and Florida's chances to get into the national title, and all these kinds of things, and Yes, they've lost. They didn't even go to a bowl last year. Okay, so it, it's just to me, there's just such a, a SEC, just, oh, my God, the SEC, the SEC, the SEC. Why don't we just go ahead and just eliminate the SEC and just give the SEC their own championships and their own thing and just eliminate them from everybody else since they're so much better than everybody else and on such another level. And let's let all the other conferences that don't mean anything, you know, uh, go ahead and, and, and go through that. And, and you know, great. The SEC has a tough schedule. They play hard in conference games. But who do they play out of conference? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. Teams that you've never even heard of. Teams that if you said the name, you would have no idea who the mascot was. All right, so cupcakes, cupcakes, cupcakes. And statistically, <laughs> oh, the SEC. Is, is amazing. Statistically, the SEC, the SEC does this, SEC does that. How can the SEC offenses, offenses be so statistically good if the SEC defenses are so statistically good? To me, it just doesn't match up. So when they say that one thing is positive on one end and they don't talk about the negativity of it on the other end for the SEC, to me, that's a little bit biased. You know, so I, I just, I'm, I'm over the whole SEC is the best conference. We know they have good teams, all right? But let's put, let's put Arkansas in another conference and see how many games they win, all right? Let's put, let's put Alabama into another conference and see if they go undefeated, all right? Let's put Auburn in another conference. Let's see if they go undefeated. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm not so sure that these teams every week, week in and week out, would be able to do this, these types of things and go undefeated the way that Florida State has done. And, yeah, Florida State has, has played, um, you know, not the SEC schedule. But when you go out of conference, they play Florida, which is an SEC team. They played Oklahoma State, which by no means at this point is a great team, but it's a, it's a pretty hard out-of-conference game. And it was, it was the first game of the year. It was, you know, in Dallas. It had a, a whole bunch of to do. It's a trap game, a lot to go on with it. All right, and, and there are some pretty quality teams in the SEC. Notre Dame is not considered to be an SEC, uh, excuse me, an ACC team, but they play the ACC schedule for all intents and purposes. They are in the ACC. Um, and all of a sudden, people are talking about how, oh, Notre Dame is, Notre Dame is, has a better, the, the Notre Dame loss is the best loss. And because they lost to Florida State, they should be ranked so high. You know, to me, I'm just not understanding why all these things why every everything it seems to me like everything is is just negative against the ACC or FSU for example at this point they've won 24 straight games they're undefeated they've been down more than 20 points and come back to win in the second half you know if you look at the second half 
of, of all the FSU games this year, I can guarantee that those stats are going to be better than any SEC team out there that you can find, right? And, and that was against statistically the number one defense in the nation last week. Um, you know, so to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on with, with all this stuff, um, but I hear all these people talking about, oh, does FSU deserve to be number four? Oh, I don't know if they should even be in the top four. Maybe it should be top five. I heard one guy say that they shouldn't even be in the playoffs at this point because they just haven't played anybody. But if you consider the fact that Michigan lost to Appalachian State, if you consider the fact that FCS teams are beating FBS teams, the Gators lost to, I don't even remember who it was last year, but they weren't even in the FBS, and they're in the SEC. So, you know, I, I don't know what what the bias is all about and why it's there. I guess when you're on top and you're number one, there's a, you know, there's a target on your back. And, you know, I think that the biggest problem is that last, last, last year FSU just destroyed everybody. I mean, they just ran through everybody until the championship game, and it was a good one. But we came back and we did beat an SEC team again in the championship. So, you know, it's to me just something that I don't understand all the rankings and why the people are saying, you know, I think that you're number one until you lose. I, I think FSU should still be ranked number one. You know, they started the season number one. They haven't done anything to lose it, so they haven't destroyed every team like they like they did last year. They lost 11 players to the draft, not not just to the NFL because there's more players from the team last year in the NFL, but 11 players to the draft in one season and replaced their defensive coordinator and the number of assistant coaches, and they still have not lost, and they're still undefeated at this point. So, you know, to me, I, I don't know what the bias is all about. I think you have to give credit where credit is due. You know, the SEC plays a, whole, a bunch of hard teams within their own schedule. Great, if you're the best team in the nation and you deserve to be number one, then you won't, you won't lose. If, how can you say that a team is number one that has a loss? They're obviously number two to the team that beat them. You know, so to me, I'm just not under, I'm not understanding the rankings and how they're all working right now at this point. Um, you know, everybody has this, their own thing to say about it. If you want to talk about how a team looks, all I hear from these people saying is that, oh, you know, they, they haven't played up to their potential. They've been down more than three scores in a game, and they've come back to win against the number one defense and, you know, against, you know, against a, a team that has been a trap game for them, especially a, a, on, on the road, which is NC State. Um, so, you know, I think – and, and let's, let's be real here. Rivalry games are a big deal. Their schedule wouldn't be so soft if Miami had a better ranking and a better schedule – or, excuse me, a better team this year. And if Florida would, would win some games as well, too, and, and start to have a better ranking. FSU used to have a very hard schedule when Miami was ranked in the top 25 and Florida was as well, too. And they always had another out-of-conference game. They played Oklahoma a number of years. You know, and this year they played uh, Notre Dame, Louisville, Clemson. All right, all these teams were ranked when they played them. So they have beat some ranked opponents, top 25 in the nation. Um, so all this, you know, I don't think this should be top five, top ten. I don't know where it's all coming from. But anyway, Manny, I know you don't care too much about that, but that was some stuff I just had to get off of my chest. Um, you know, and, and any other no, no. fans out there, you know, if you're listening, uh, let me know if you agree with me or not. I mean, let me know what's going on. Am I crazy or what's happening here? You know, what do you think about this whole thing, man? No, I think I think you are crazy, um, but it's all right. <laughs> um, 
the the FSU has nothing on the UM uh, legacy. Um, we're just having a couple bad seasons, but we're we're good, bro. We're good. We're gonna win November fifteenth here at uh, Sun Life or um, you know whatever whatever name they have for that stadium now, Dolphin Stadium, Sun Life Stadium, uh, Joe Robbie, whatever you want to call it. Um, UM is gonna come out on top, of course. But listen, I I I totally could relate to you because I think. And uh, let me tell you, I see it almost every day, man. Um, the rest of the country hates Florida, man. They hate Florida. They, we live in paradise here, Dr. Ray. So, um, you know, they just hate on, on Florida teams, and you are, are a Florida team. Florida Gators, FSU, Miami. The rest of the country is going to hate on any team coming from Florida, man. So uh, I think that has a a little bit or maybe a lot to do with it. Yeah, um, you you definitely could be right about that. It it makes some sense. So um, anyway, whatever happens, it'll continue to play out. We'll see what happens. Uh, You know, my top four right now um, I I think is, is good, the top four that they have. I just think that there should be a switch at this point, and I think that FSU should be at number one simply because they haven't lost. They haven't done anything to lose that yet. And, uh, you know, unfortunately at this point, Mississippi State does have a loss. So, you know, I don't think that, that they should be ranked number one at this point. I think they are one player. I think if you take away Dak Prescott, that team is going to lose. You know, we, we played a ranked team without our quarterback, and we still won. You know, they may have lost it more than we've won it, but Regardless, at the end of the day, we're we've got that zero in our record under the loss column. So, anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on from there. Um, I do want to talk about. I know we only have about uh, six minutes left or so, but I want to talk about uh, Movember, and I want to talk about the health topic of the night: uh, prostate cancer. It is something that affects thousands and thousands of Americans and people around the world. And prostate cancer is something that, you know, I think is something that can definitely be treated. Um, not just by removing the prostate or by chemotherapy or those things, but there's actually been a lot of really good research about botanicals and how they help with um, this prostate cancer. And I think the most important thing is that people get awareness out about that. So that's what we're trying to do is is get the awareness out about uh, prostate cancer. So what we're going to do is this. Um, For the month of November, also known as Movember or No Shave November, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing and hosting a contest and, and fundraising called Push-Ups for Prostates. So what we're going to do is this. Number one rule is that you can't shave or you have to have a really ugly mustache. One of the two. I've gone with the latter, and I have a really ugly mustache. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a video this week of myself doing as many push-ups as I can, and every 10 push-ups, and these are full push-ups now, Chest has to touch the ground. Arms have to lock out. As many push-ups that can be done, I'm going to be donating a dollar for every 10 of those push-ups. And then the goal is to challenge somebody at the end of it. So what you want to do is don't shave, number one. You've got to have the mustache or you can't be shaved. And number two, you've got to do as many push-ups as you can on video. And then you have to challenge somebody afterward to do these push-ups for prostates. And what you're going to do is take this video and you're going to post it on the Frontiers Fine and Healthcare Facebook page. 
And as we start to see these videos come in and all of these push-ups for prostate starting to happen, I'm going to match everybody's dollars and we're going to try to raise some money up for push-ups for prostate so that we can get either some care for people who do have prostate cancer or we can, we can send some money over to the Prostate Research Fund. So again, at the end of the month, we'll, we'll come up with a number and, and we'll go ahead and we'll donate up to $1,000 to prostate, uh, prostate cancer research. What do you think about that, Manny? Uh, I think I hate you, Dr. Ray. Um, <laughs> I think I see some uh, push-ups in my future, and I hope uh, I hope you do not um, nominate me. But uh, if you do, of course I will do it. But uh, oh man, I hate doing push-ups, man. That's why I didn't join the the military, Dr. Ray. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Manny, uh, so you know, you're the first person that I'm going to challenge. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so get ready. So, uh, get ready. Have oh, great. Go ahead and hold the camera. Um, and get ready to do some push-ups for prostate, my man. So uh, get ready for that coming up soon. We're going to get that going. But, again, you know, prostate cancer is something, and I want to just give you guys a couple of the signs uh, for prostate cancer. Okay, so um, listen up right now. If you guys... Again, prostate cancer is something that will only affect males. The prostate is a male gland, um, and, it, and it's a gland that will, when it becomes inflamed or swollen, um, it will start to basically change the way that, that you urinate. So most of the time, the first thing that we're going to see with prostate cancer or prostate inflammation, and just because the prostate is inflamed doesn't mean that it's cancerous. There is also benign prostate inflammation, okay? It's called BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy. And what that simply means is that the prostate is growing, um, but it's not a malignancy or, or, or an invasive cancer. Um, it's just simply growth due to inflammation, um, which is, is still bad because it does change the way that you have to urinate and so on and so forth. So um, if you have trouble urinating, if you have to get up and urinate multiple times throughout the night, if you notice that the stream or the or the strength of the stream of the urine is decreased or it is it comes out in spurts, these are all signs of prostate cancer. Um, also, weight loss, fever, chills, uh, pain be, waking you up in the middle of the night, these are all signs of prostate cancer. Um, so these are things that you want to look out for if you know anybody that you see peeing all the time. Um, it could be it could be an issue with the prostate. It could also be diabetes or they're drinking tons of water. <clears throat> so just look out for these things. And again, you never know. Early detection is really the key. And I think that's what it goes into. So <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we can see on the blood that also come up to it. So if there's anybody that's had prostate cancer in your family or you know anybody affected by this, um, go ahead and tell them to tune into the show and tell them that we're going to be raising some money for them. Um, so everybody out there, get ready to do some push-ups for prostates. Um, and find out more information on my website, 353heal.com and also on the Frontier Spine and Healthcare page, which is facebook.com slash 353heal. Um, so I know we've got to get the show wrapped up here. I want to thank Jesse Castillo for coming on tonight and telling us all about Light Up Learning. Again, if you guys have any uh, feedback about the college football playoffs, about our fantasy football league for any of the managers out there, um, anything about the health topic of the night, um, or anything about medical marijuana, please go ahead and let us know. We'll have a conversation throughout the week on social media. Um, don't forget, you can reach us at Dr. Ray P at ISPSO. And uh, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Um, until next week, my friends, 
Have fun. Be safe. Be well. And we'll see you next week on the Hot Point. entertainment designed just for you then check out customizable streaming tv from xfinity it makes your life simple easy awesome xfinity gives you customizable streaming tv options enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your tv with x1 go to xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more restrictions apply this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm gonna need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after $31.25 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.